Grease, Grit, and Crime presents Priming the Pump. In a small rundown building off 42nd Street in New York City is a small rundown office filled with tin trophies from third-rate daytime TV award shows, crumpled takeout menus from seedy Chinese takeout places, and wall-to-wall yellowing headshots of B-level actors. Sitting at two rickety desks are the gristled daytime TV talk show producers, Phyllis and Saul. As they review the latest batch of headshots, they shake their heads and sigh. Well, what do you think? Who knows? Can't be as bad as the last group. When was the last time we had a good group? We used to get them. Until we used them up. I mean, but these people. These people. <sighs> Bitchin' ain't gonna change anything. In the waiting room, Rebecca, Harlingsworth, and Irene sit tall, straight and proud, as they eagerly await their interviews. They are sharply dressed in professional attire and maintain their non-stop productivity on laptops, tablets, and phones. First three, you're up. They pack their gear into designer briefcases, smile politely to each other, and enter the office where they receive the silent glares of Phyllis and Saul. A bunch of winners. Okay, here's the drill. We're going to ask some questions, and we'll want good answers. Damn good answers. And if we don't like them. We'll change it. And if you don't like it. You know where the door is. Excuse me, I, I don't think... Right. Yeah. There's no need to... Oh, there's plenty of need. You're about the neediest lot I have ever seen. Hey, there's no call for that kind You're not talking to simpletons. Not yet. Not with any luck. What? All right, let's get started. You. Black Eye. My name is Black Eye. Your name Black Eye, so we call you something else. I don't need this. Sure you do, you and me. Now, what did you do before you were fired? I wasn't fired, I was laid off. You were fired. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened, oh, that's good. What job were you fired from? I was vice president of finance at Big City Bank. Why'd you get fired? I got, whatever. Um, we merged with another bank, and there was... Shh. All right, let's fix it. Anchors fire. Yeah, it's something wicked. Violent. Save that for the girls. Idiotic. Save it for the audience. Perverted. 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 What did he do to whom? Girl teller. Boy teller. Uh, oh, God, we can discuss all. A peewee hermanism. I am not a peewee. So a quiet reserve banker has this thing, this fetish I don't with money. Rolling in the dough. Yes. <laughs> he goes into the safe deposit vault after hours. He spreads all the money on the floor. Yeah, he's totally naked. No, not naked. A diaper. Okay, you think. And then he he covers himself with honey and uh, stay with me here. He dives into the money where he, he... squeals like a pig. And oh! He... oh! <laughs> yes. What did I do wrong? We still got those depends. In the props room. Yeah. I am not. You know, he's a man. But why? That's the business, sweetie. Got it. Phyllis escorts Hollingsworth out, then returns. All right, sloppy white chick. <laughs> How dare you? You never learn. What the hell can I have with I have worn this suit to corporate meetings. They still think I'm in the boardroom. What did you do before? 
I was the director of sales for a national mortgage If yeah, that Reagan Mortgage business does the Phoenix thing, you could put right that costume. In the meantime, we'll get to the end of the line ensemble. Uh, what's the and end Set her up with a beer and barbecue ribs. I'm a vegetarian. And no oh. Go! Phyllis returns with a tacky, tacky ensemble for Rebecca, who takes it reluctantly and leaves to change. Okay, Puerto Rican chick. Who, me? Oh, no, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm part English and part Scottish with a touch of Irish. Who's now Puerto Rican? Excuse me? Oh, no, you said it wrong. Excuse me? I don't understand. And when you say it, shake your finger with one hand and put your other hand on your hip. Got kids? Uh, no. You got them now. Call Rent-A-Tot, get us five kids, all under five, and get at the ethnic ensemble. Want it? Now, honey, when you get into the outfit, you become Estrella Sanchez Ruiz Cordonez. What? And those five kids, five different fathers, the last one being a diaper around me. Kids on the way, clothes in the back. Go, go, go! Dazed, Irene leaves the office and returns to the waiting room. There she sees Hollingsworth, who is now dressed in nothing but a diaper as he desperately checks his PC for any other possible job openings. Rebecca, now dressed in frayed stretch pants and a stained Disney World t-shirt, frantically sends texts with one hand while holding a barbecued rib at arm's length. Irene seeks privacy to change, but finds none. She looks imploringly at Hollingsworth to at least turn his back. I have to, uh... We're way past embarrassment now. Black guy, sloppy white, let's go! Defeated and despondent, Hollingsworth and Rebecca re-enter the office. Hope for this group, yes! Come to me. Go. So these two are married, and he can't get it up for her. But not because she's trash. He'd just rather do the forbidden dollar dance. He dumped her for the funny honey money. That's a keeper. Can I ask? Ask. What? Can you ask? That's racist. That's ratings. Can I ask? Ask. Why are you doing this? Why we be doing this? So you're not giving her the goods and she's pissed. You say, a hot little mama like me needs her good time. You say it? Put your hands behind your head? Shake it. We're waiting. Shell-shocked Irene enters the office wearing a clingy orange tube top, red pumps, and a skin-tight green miniskirt. She is wheeling a stroller with a doll in it. Whoa, that's what I'm talking about. I don't think that I can. Now, when the tots get here, you claim that the last one is diaper guys. But he says the only people he's been sleeping with are George Washington's and Abe Lincoln. Well, I did not take that exterminator training course. You used to get to wear grown-up clothes. You call this grown-up? Now, sloppy, you don't believe her. So what you do is first, take a nice big bite of the rib and smear it around good. I haven't eaten meat in Bite! Life. Rebecca reluctantly nibbles, then retches. Now you get all up in her face and say, why would he want greasy dark meat when he's got choice white meat right here? This is your Latina blood, boy. Now you say, who you talking to like that, you trailer trash tramp? Who'd you talking to like that? The hips, the finger! To trailer trash tramp? Push her away. Rebecca half-heartedly pushes Irene. Now you steal her rib. Irene reluctantly takes Rebecca's rib. Now the mandatory cat fight. White, make sure to pull the top down. 
Oh, I'm not going topless. Don't but... worry. We'll put the black bar over him. Till the video. Hey, should we get Diaper Boy in the middle? He's even better. Before they fight, pull a buck from your diaper. Saul rubs himself in all the wrong places. Please don't make me. Then? Yeah, we need a closer. Anyone left? Phyllis runs to the waiting room. So here's the schedule. We start off with Maury Povich. Our lives are. Then we switch roles, adjust perversions, and move over to Judge Judy's show. Phyllis returns with Jim, who is sweating through his tattered, wrinkled suit and twitching like a junkie in need of a fix. This is Jimmy. My name is James. Oh, tall shot, get him an Don't even think. We're gonna have to get his legs waxed. No way. Our way or the highway? You forgot. Jimmy reaches under his shirt. The third way. And pulls out a gun. I suppose you don't remember me. Uh, let me refresh your memory. Episode 432, the bottomless fascist fetishist who follows ferrets. I have a father, and not a fascist. I've never seen a ferret. The audience loved it. My wife left me. So am I. She said that no sane person could have been that desperate for a paycheck. Shoot him in the kneecaps. The thing is, if we're no longer sane, then yeah, we don't have to follow your rules. See, we let luck go, man. What you waiting for, bust a cat film? Oh, there's no rush. I don't think they're scared yet. Give him a taste, man. Jimmy shoots at Saul and Phyllis's feet. The two dance to avoid the bullets. You know, it just could work. Who said you could talk? You're right. Shut up. Congratulations, kid. You just made white collar disc cards exciting enough for daytime talk show. I'm not going back. Sure you are. But this time as yourself. Por favor, shoot the gringos. Jimmy tenses to shoot. Okay, I'm scared already, will you? Befuddled, <laughs> deflated, and defeated, Jimmy lowers the gun. No, man, don't listen. Turn away from the boys. Man, what a team. There is no team. I am not here to star in your freak talk shows. I, we, devoted our whole lives to reaching the middle. We took paths of middling mediocrity and cloying courtesy and not making waves. And now, now we're scrap in a middle manager junkyard. But let me tell you, when you throw something out, you better make sure it's not combustible. Because what seemed like a tidy disposal can blow up right in your face. Great. Wonderful! You're not listening! Thank you, Shut up! Can you do it again? I'm Jerry Springer. Jimmy again tenses to shoot. You're forcing me to... Jerry Springer? Nationwide. You'll be a talk show star as yourself. Middle manager and his magnet. Poor Dios, look at what the gringos are doing! Turn away from the boys! And all behind with him! His posse! And you can all go back to your dull business suits. Why should we back him up? We're just as crazy as he is! Well, I brought the gun. Look, being backup doesn't have to be permanent. A few shows, you do something outrageous on your own, like show your hooters. Bam, you're a stock. Pay? More than you make at the bank in five years. Irene starts wiggling out of her top. Then let's get it up, man! <laughs> Save it for the real thing, honey. I'll speak in tongues. I'll talk at you out. I'm in the audience. I'll shoot the audience. Congratulations, people! You've passed the audition! You can get dressed now. And remember, you're no longer pitiful ex-middle managers. You're daytime TV talk show stars! Hollingsworth, Rebecca, Irene, and Jimmy 
happily leave the office. As Phyllis and Saul beam at their new daytime TV stars, Saul then wipes a tear from his eye. Saul? Just when you think there's nothing left, comes a group like this one. It's like that great daytime talk show host in the sky is saying, today's a special episode of Life Kid. The producers embrace. All right, enough the cheese thing. Who's next? Bunch of nuns raising money for starving kids in one of those countries with no vowels. Okay, set up a mud wrestling ring. No. Better make it jello, clean it for the nuns. And get them in their nun thongs. Okay? Then I want them each walking out with a bucket of chicken. What happened to jello? Jello and chicken doesn't go. You can't have the nuns walking in with chicken if they're eating jello. No, of course you can. Course no, you, you can't can. have dessert first. They can have both. I'll tell you what, every other nun can have jello and the other nuns can have chicken. Right. Priming the Pump by Mark Belushi. Directed by Jack McGowan. Edited by Pete Slife. Sound by Sierra Neal and Gary Dinestadt. Produced by Gustavo Ruiz and Mark Belushi. Starring Daniel Damiano, Judy Alvarez, Jeff Dupree, Jacqueline Carlson, Elizabeth Wilson, Tom Keener, and narrated by D.G. Chichester. A Grease, Grit, and Crime production. Like it, rate it.